Welcome to the What You've Been Watching podcast. I am your host, the marvelous Mike Dudley, followed as always by my co-host, younger brother and cohort, MD3 Marcus Dudley, checking in on the YOU. What is going on out there in podcast land? Big salute out to you. Michael's keeping his 45 sharp over there. Uh, we are podcasting live from the What You've Been Watching studios here in Tallahassee, Florida, in the shadows of Dope Campbell Stadium, right in the neighborhood of the great FAMU campus. <laughs> you can lock in our positions at any point now. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We want to give a big shout out, first and foremost, to Jeremy Renner and your snowplow accident. Get better. You here are on the wall of fame. You can't see me pointing to it, but it does exist. It's a very real thing. There literally is a a, a golden idol of Jeremy Renner right now. Yes, and you are a all-time legend here at the What You've Been Watching studio. Now, man, it, granted, it's chocolate and wrapped in gold foil, but... Yeah, it doesn't resemble Renner because <laughs> we wrapped it so tightly, but it's under there. Where are we to unsheath it? Um, but no, get better. We love you, Clint Barton. Yes, You're the sir. best. Um, but we are also wanted to thank Kesta, Always Bright. Thank you for our wonderful intro music. You can find us at, if you want to reach out, you know you do. We are still waiting on a full bingo card. I have told you, you find Legion before. You fill out the bingo card. You mail it in. You you reach out. I'll, get, I'll let you know. We will mail you a $5 Walmart DVD slash Blu-ray, <laughs> whatever it might be, of our choosing. And it will be awesome. It might be awesome for reasons you might not appreciate. But we'll It'll get you awesome. something rad. Right. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. So you mail that bingo card in. You can do that at whatcha been watching a podcast at gmail.com. M Duds, where else can they find us? They can find us on Facebook.com slash Dudley Bros Podcast or just look for what you've been watching and the uh, beautiful colorful banner done by MK Dudley Art. That is 100% correct, and that's how you do an intro. How are you, my brother? Nailed it. Nailed it. We went 99% last time, and then we fell short. But uh, How are you, though, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're, we're coming out of the busy holiday season, and uh, finally I can breathe again. I don't feel like I'm having heart palpitations the second I start waking up. So, great. You get those, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It's great. Starting off the first thing in the morning, a fucking panic attack. Yeah, no, it's fucking always lovely. So, yeah, finally getting a chance to breathe easy and, and get back into a, what for me is a normal sleep schedule, but probably for everyone else isn't, but, you know, I yeah. work late nights. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, man. People used to give a bunch of shit to me when I work nights. They'd be like, you sleep all day. I'm like, I work the same shit that you do. Right. Just fast forward it by like six to eight hours. Right, like, right, right, right. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. You get started at 9 a.m. I don't go in until noon. So what's the difference if I'm working till 10 o'clock at night and, you know, stay up till 4? It, it, yeah. it doesn't make... Whatever. Yeah. yeah we yeah. are night people here. Yeah, we are night owls here at the WBW Studios. I, I'm, actually, I'm a... I actually read an online article that... Wait, based... wait, 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 wait. Did it have pictures? No. Did it have advertisements that were pictures? Yes. Okay, it passes the bar barely, but go ahead. <laughs> we have a no text policy here. But, but basically, they were at, it, 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 in a nutshell, it talks about how uh, as we evolved as societal animals, like it wouldn't behoove us to all have the entire you know monkey troop go to sleep at the same time because 
that's how you get eaten by, you know, sneaky lions and tigers and anacondas and big stuff. Big ass bears. Big ass bears and stuff. <laughs> Two big <laughs> ass German shepherds. <laughs> so it actually, like, there were certain individuals that would evolve to, like, just stay up all night. And then when the troop got up in the morning to go look for food, they would go with them. And then as soon as they got to where they're going, they would go to sleep and whatever. Like, they would just forage at night, basically. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that way there was always somebody on guard. So it actually might be biologically like ingrained in me to just be like, oh no, you must protect the tribe at night. No, I get it. No, I get it. I'm Batman is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Brucey Wayne's. Um, oh, without school. the money and talent. <laughs> <laughs> or athletic bill. Or or... Hey, hey, it's funny when I do it. It hurts when you I say know. it. <laughs> My bad. A line too far. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, myself, I've been just busy. I'll spare you guys all the details. Uh, actually, I had a, a week off uh, or, you know, four days, and it was nice to actually not do anything, but it's like, it's weird when you come back from a vacation, you're just even more bitter for a little bit. Yeah. I was like, fuck! <laughs> and I needed the staycation, but I still just, it, it just went by too quickly, and it just, eh. it is what it is, though. Um, it was a good New Year all the way around, short of a, a family event that happened, which I'll spare you guys the details as well, but... Um, other than that, it was pretty good. We're bouncing into the new year here at What You've Been Watching, uh, trying to be optimistic as we can, stab the darkness off by viewing nonsense and talking about it with somebody we love. All the time. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> to get to it, my friend, uh, the million dollar question everybody that's tuned in wants to know. This is why I ask you first. This is your time to shine, my brother. If I could drum roll and not ruin the auto, I would, but what you been watching, my brother? I have been really slacking in my movie going. That's all right. That's all right. It's just been busy. Uh, keep it nice and breezy today. Keep it nice and breezy. We yeah. appreciate the honesty here on the other yeah, half well, of the desk. Uh, uh, I did watch the classic interview with a vampire. Just oh, yeah. on a whim. Yeah, just scrolling through. It was one of those, like, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. And I thought, you know what I haven't seen in a long time? Two gay vampires. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Really? But from all accounts, that's what it sounds like it is. I don't know, though. I mean, not. You I don't know. mean. I I get you. Trust me. I get you. you it, don't have it's to about much that. more than that. But but yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's like the South Park Joker and talking about all independent films, and they're like, it's just two gay cowboys eating pudding. And it stands <laughs> like, dude, not every independent film is two gay cowboys eating pudding. And then he goes to the independent film festival. And it's two gay cowboys eating pudding. It's like, <laughs> I know what you mean. So when you were saying that about interview with a vampire, I knew what you meant. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It's a little. It it really shines in a lot of places in terms of the costuming and and sort of like the, the everybody in that movie looks so fucking pretty. Like Brad Pitt is drop dead gorgeous, and Tom Cruise looks fantastic, and even um, Kirsten Dunst, you know, it just everybody is like filmed through like like putting Vaseline on, on the edges of the lens and stuff so they get that nice glow on them and everything's nice and smoothed out and washed out like there's no imperfections on their skin not a hair out of place um, you were talking about Brad Pitt I want you to go Google him we'll wait for a minute good looking guy right? totally how old are you? ask yourself this that dude's 60 give up <laughs> give up He's won, all right? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> You've lost. Sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, that ain't me. Everybody, like, every, uh, the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, he plays Mac, um, um, Rob McElhaney. Mm -hmm. 
He's talking about when he got, he was fat Mac for a while and he got super in shape. And when he went to go to his, um, his, uh, trainer, his personal trainer to be like getting in shape, the trainer goes like, all right, what are some of your goals? And, uh, Rob McElhenney's like, I want to look like, and the trainer stopped and was like, don't say what you're about to say. He's like, cause every guy ever is about to say what you're going to say. And he goes, you don't know what I'm going to say. He goes, Brad Pitt in fight club. He's yeah, like, yep, that's, say, yep, that's yep. exactly <laughs> Brad he goes, you club. need to stop all of your expectations right now because Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt. And no matter how good I make your body look from the neck up, you are not going to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like, okay, so let's just get that out of your mind right now. Hey, all those little nagging things that you hate about yourself right now. Brad Pitt makes they're, them true. They're, <laughs> Brad Pitt makes them true. <laughs> but also, they're not going to go away once you start getting in shape. Yeah. Now you're just going to notice other shit and yeah. being like... Ooh, but like, is that exactly like Brad Pitt's? Yeah. Or like, is that more of like a Hugh Jackman thing? I need to like figure out where I'm at on this. Yep. And shame yourself. Is it, is it Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool or Ryan Reynolds' Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place? Yeah. <laughs> With Nathan Fillion, who is the, star, is the star unsung of that whole thing. So, big shout out to Nathan Fillion. Underrated performer of the week in any fucking movie you've ever done. Given out right here. So, anyways. That shout was out to Bones. Yeah, shout out to Bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the rookie. <laughs> well, what else did he do? Firefly? Uh, yeah, Captain Mal. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. He was, Guardians? He was, uh, he was uh, Captain Hammer in yes. Dr. Horrible Sing Along yeah, Vlog. Was. Yeah, he was. Anyways, uh, Anyways, you're talking about Interview with a Vampire after a long tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it, it's very well shot. <clears throat> and and as, as far as being a period piece, like they, they play that very well. The costuming is great. It, there's just parts where it just sags so yeah. bad. Like, it's just, it, it's so boring. It, they're, they're trying to build up towards the, to, to the next major event that happens. And just the, the, the span of time between those events is just, it's, it's just, it's the doldrums. There's just, there's nothing happening. It's a lot of exposition dump. And then all of a sudden they'll just jump and he's like, like, Brad Pitt as the narrator will just jump to a new point. Like, and then later in, 1897 we're like well, wait we were just back in 1870 something what the fuck did you do for 20 years like okay cool that's fine moving on next thing and yeah. so like why there's those saggy like sad parts when you could just be like anyway so 10 years later yeah. here's where we're living now yeah I'm with you I've tried to watch that movie once I had an ex-girlfriend who liked it she didn't like love it but she was... did you have a girlfriend I did have a girlfriend what was she like <laughs> she guy... like cinnamon. did you guys do the kissing yeah we did no but um she i mean she didn't love that movie but she tried to let me watch it one time and it i kind of didn't really pay attention for the first part and yeah. then it was just boring yeah. you know i don't know i just i guess i just wasn't in the mood to watch it and i had seen bits and pieces of it because when that movie came out like every woman ever watched that movie <laughs> a lot at blockbuster that and legends of the fall was like to be fair, it was brad pitt at like oh the yeah height of his like sexy lion mane yeah. like yeah Listen, you. I mean, I get me, it. I'm not. You bring me some mid '90s Brad Pitt. I'll back up on. Yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I've not seen Legends of the Fall, but like, I've seen enough of it where I'm like, I could, I can see why people sit through this long ass movie. You will get wet. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So anything else you want to talk about on Interview with the Vampire? No, I mean it's, and it's the Vampire it's, Lestat. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, like it did make me think. Uh, you know. I saw the the Queen of the Damned a long time time ago. I, I think I might need to revisit that one. Just the Aaliyah movie, Rest in Peace. Yeah, and uh, Stuart I cried Townsend. When she died, man, 
I, I know. I was, I was in boot camp when that happened, and I remember uh, you wrote me a letter explaining how, like, life sucks, Aaliyah's yeah. dead now, and I was... Things are going good. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Aaliyah, man. Um, yeah, that I'll say, I don't think she's the problem with that movie. She's absolutely gorgeous, and she does what she's asked to do, but that sure. is another boring-ass movie, right. in my opinion. It's just her walking in slow motion with her hips for, like, a third of the... Which is fine, right. but, like... She does it very well. She does it phenomenally well, but it's just kind of like, okay. Like, I don't know. I, you can shrink this down to a three-minute Shakira video. I'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, let's be real here. It's a funny parallel. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, I remember the soundtrack was pretty dope because it was yes. all done by John Davis of Corn. David Draymond and... Uh, well, yeah, they he wrote the uh, John Davis wrote all the lyrics and then to cover all of the like Lestat songs, quote unquote, in the movie, he brought in David Draymond and Static X. I uh, know uh, the uh, uh, Chester Benningfield, Chester Benningfield, of, yeah. uh, Lincoln Park. I think his name right, Bennington, Benningfield, Bennington, whatever it was. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln yeah. Park, Chester from Lincoln Park. <laughs> his version of the because him, David Draymond, and John Davis all sang one song but mm-hmm. they each did their own rendition of it and I always thought Chester from Lincoln Parks was the best personally but yeah. my friend John listened to that soundtrack quite a lot yeah, yeah. So. so anyway I'm, I'm gonna go re- revisit that one and uh, I'll get back to you on that so. well cool when you do give us a, a full review of it if you can or you can do it right now and just jump the gun I don't care uh, I don't know yeah I, I need to rewatch. watch uh, uh, Queen of the Dam to really give an honest like review of it. But for for uh interview the vampire, I'm gonna give it uh one Antonio Banderas. Ooh. That's a very sexy rating you oh, just gave out. It might be our sexiest rating ever given out on WWE. The sexiest rating possible. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's alive with passions. <laughs> Anyways, uh doggy style. Um uh, what else have you been watching, my friend? Uh, other than that, Ben, uh, I Michael, started... Michael sipping his soda that he sure somebody's been to hear him. He's getting down on it tonight, playboy. It's going to be a fun episode. Got my bottle of Cavathier. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I started watching The Witcher, the Henry Cavill joint, which is fun. It kind of scratches the Game of Thrones itch a little bit without being too much a direct, you know, copy of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the big grab was like everybody need like after Game of Thrones hit, mm-hmm. like Amazon was like we're gonna spend all the money and we're gonna it was do Netflix. It. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying, but they did Lord of the Rings. Amazon oh, right, did. right, 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 right. And Netflix already had The Witcher, which is a huge book series, and the video game Witcher Three was huge. Um, I own it. And I played for about two hours. I was like, holy crap, this game's massive. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a bigger undertaking than I thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so what do you think of it though? I mean, I know that. Henry Cavill's not gonna be Geralt anymore, or Geralt, however you say his name. Geralt. Geralt. Oh, my yeah. bad. See, yeah. that's how little I know. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I've only seen it in text. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Geralt? Yeah, Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it, like I said. It's it it takes itself a little too seriously. I think in terms of it's it's there, there's there's a lot of moments for comedy and and sort of a, a, a not not necessarily a direct wink and a nod but but sort of to in a subtle way wink to the audience and like yeah this is all pretty ridiculous isn't it I like Hen- I, I like Henry Cavill as, as the main character he's engaging um, yeah he's pretty good he's 
he's definitely plays the the stoic uh, warrior, and and you know he's very like logic and and emotionless and um, honor driven. Like those are kind of his his main qualities. Is just okay. like no emotions, no like how do I just survive to the next day kind of thing. Um, but he he does a good job. The sword play in it, the the action sequences are great. It's it it, it totally scratches that itch for like you know, metal, you know, medieval swords and knights and stuff like that. Okay. Um, they, they, sometimes the CGI gets a little bit wonky and goofy, um, but they tend to use it sparingly. So, um, yeah, like, like sometimes the monsters don't look fully rendered or like... A little too shiny or something. Yeah, yeah like they the just other. look off. They just look off. Or their, their movements are not herky-jerky, but they're not as smooth as like... As, as they could be to where you wouldn't notice it. So, but yeah, it, it, it's good. I, I, I'm only like two or three, I think three episodes into it. Um, you appreciate your honesty here at what you've been watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Hey, I still haven't finished Battlestar Galactica, so hey, look, we're, we're <laughs> I still haven't finished Bojack Horseman. I have 365 days to do it. <laughs> so, or less than that now, but 300 and some odd days to do it. So. You are down by one boy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I've actually heard good things about The Witcher, and one thing I'll say about this, though, is I know he's not going to be on the, uh, Henry Cavill's not going to be on that show anymore, mm. and he's no longer going to be Superman. Uh, let me try that again. No longer going to be Superman. But I will say this, and I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, I know we talked about it in person. Um, I know that he signed up to do Warhammer. Yeah. And he's like, look. Yeah, we, we talked about we it. We don't yeah. have a director, we don't have anything, we're doing all that stuff, but like, I am going to shepherd in the Warhammer universe. And there's stories on the internet and like other his uh, co-stars have said that like even the producers of uh, The Witcher have said that like he really got into the books and mm-hmm. like he Henry Cavill's a huge dork like you could just oh he's Google on on YouTube like Henry Cavill geeking out or nerding out and watching like which is kind of unfair that like somebody is that big of like a board game nerd and like a computer nerd and then yeah, also like. And then also is like, oh, and also, I'm the most handsome man ever. And also, I got to play Superman. And also... I think it's awesome, personally. <laughs> I, I, my appreciation for him grew a lot more when I found that out. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, when's my time? I know, dude. I know. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Yeah, again, go look at yourself. Now, go look at Brad Pitt. Go look at Henry go Cavill. Go look at Henry Cavill. Yeah, now, look, now at, look at you. Okay. You. you see the difference? The playing fields are not even. <laughs> All right? We're playing a different game than these people. Um but no, he, uh, I was saying all that, like, he's a huge, there's a, if you go on YouTube and just, like, Google that, or YouTube it, whatever, there's interviews where it's some chick, and, like, she's still interested in him because he's so good looking, but you can just see her legs just folding slowly, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's so good looking that they're still like, mm-hmm, and they bat your eyes, but whatever, um. But I'll say this. He said that he's going to shepherd in the Warhammer universe, and there's stories of him all the time on Netflix's The Witcher talking about, like, he would stop and go get a book and be like, no, he wouldn't do that. And the book, he does this on page and would reference it directly. Right, right. So, I'm not a Warhammer guy, but if you are, you are a lucky son of a bitch. Because right. this dude is like... Really cares about he the gives product. A, yeah. yeah, like he is all about it. Yeah, he, he's one not going to fuck this up. In one of those interviews, he was talking about somebody like, yeah, I don't really like going on press tours. I'd rather be building my own PC and like playing World yep. of Warcraft and this and that and the third. He starts talking about Warhammer and how he paints the figures and all this stuff. And I was like, this dude cares deeply. So buckle up because hopefully that 
he gets a bite of that apple and um yeah so good for you if you're a warhammer fan but um so what do you think about it though the witcher what would you rate it thus far off three episodes Ooh, one silver coin this at this point i will rate it one tossed coin to your to your witcher oh valley of plenty there we go you heard it here that's a pretty good review considering <laughs> i don't know how many coins it takes but at least one it's a pretty popular song in the series yeah i, I, I don't even know it and i've yeah yeah um, well, cool, man. I have been on a different What You've Been Watching kick, man. I actually saw something I didn't think I was going to see. Ooh, What You've Been Watching. There it is. Um, I watched Bumper in Berlin, the Pitch Perfect spinoff. Okay. The one with uh, Adam, Adam Devine. Devine. Yeah. It's six episodes, so you're in and out pretty quick. Okay. It's exactly what you think it is, and it's... See, I I never saw the Pitch Perfect movie, so I I honestly don't know, like... It's pretty it's pretty straightforward. You don't really have to watch. There's no real connection. As long as you know that like in this world, Acapella is a much bigger deal. Okay. Then so it's it, like uh break into electric boogaloo. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but even then in this one they don't it's more about him becoming a pop star than anything. Like he has beats and a producer and stuff like that, so it kinda takes a back seat, but as long as you know that, like his character is just kind of he tells a story in a stand-up special about um, he went in, he went in to go try out for the movie Pitch Perfect. Adam Devine did, uh-huh. and then he thought he goes up there and he has all these people singing and stuff like that. And he's like, "What are all these people doing?" And they're like, "Oh, they're singing." He's like, "Yeah, good luck in Pitch Perfect, the baseball movie." <laughs> so he goes into the audition thinking it's a baseball movie. And he's like, he doesn't have a song prepared. So they go, see, he's like, sing something from your childhood. And he's like, he sings the, sings the Family Matters theme song. And apparently they thought that was the perfect fit for his character Bumper. So they fucking cast him. So when I heard that. happened to predictability. Milkman, the paper boy, and evening TV. Yeah, he sung that song. And they're like, yeah. Wait, was that Full House? No, you got the first part right, but the second part not so okay. much. But, right. um, but yeah, he sung the Family Matters theme song. And so that's the character of Bumper. Ultimately. Sweet. Okay. And he's super egotistical. And he gets called to he gets called to Berlin by Flulaborg, who's like, We're gonna make you a star. You did this this thing the, on the comedian Flulaborg. Yeah, Flulaborg, actor, okay. comedian. All around pretty cool dude, it yeah. seems like. Um, and he says, We're gonna make you a star. You're on the internet here in Berlin, you've been viral six million times or whatever, and he's like, Oh, cool. Turns out I was a bit of a sham. Spoilers. Yeah, and so he goes there and he's like, Flulaborg, you find out. He was in Pitch Perfect 3. He was one of the rival acapella groups. Mm -hmm. I think it was like Das Sound Machine or something like that. Das Sound Machine. Yeah, or something like that. And um, he found that he was like shamed because he did the one cardinal sin in acapella and he used a a track. And in acapella, everything must come from your voice or your own body or whatever. Right, right. And so he's like shamed, and so he's like, "You signed me up to come to Berlin, and you're not even who you say you are. You're not some mega producer. My life's shit." And da 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 da. And uh, from there, it just kind of goes, and it's just his antics of trying to rise to stardom. And if you're not a fan of Adam Devine, like you're probably or or Pitch Perfect, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna like it. It's really cutesy, like really cool. cutesy, but um, it's still a classic Adam Devine saying simple shit, really silly, <laughs> and it makes me laugh. There's a line in there. He said, um. The one of the the uh, is a word in German. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but ultimately it 
what what it means in German and in English is um you have a face that looks like it's in need of a slap. And somebody <laughs> somebody Of course there's a German word, word for that for that yeah. specific phrase. Of course there yeah. is. And so he uh after Vine has this joke, he goes, Yeah, I've been pretty much told that my whole life. I don't know if it's my round face, my little chubby cheeks, or just my overall personality, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny the way he says it, but it's yeah. uh very silly. The only thing I, I ever gleaned off of the Pitch Perfect movies was that Anna Kendrick's Cup song. Yeah, and they take a shot at that, too. He tries to try out with it, and he starts to do it and does it wrong. He's like, I don't know. It was a big deal in America. <laughs> He's like, let him go. He's like crying on the bar doing it. Um, I'm smiling, but it was actually, um, Angie cares about Pitch Perfect a lot. That's one of her, her more favorite movies is the first one, which I've seen a fair amount of times. Two is pretty good. Three is not so much. Okay. Three is not very good. Kind of ran out of steam. It, on that yeah, one. it kind of overstated. They just go big for no reason, and it's just like, eh, kind of over the top and silly. But the silliness and the over the top aspect carries right into this. Uh, Jamila Jamil, I think, or Jamil Jamila, however you say her name. Yeah, Jamila Jamil. She was in um, She Hulk as mm-hmm. Titanium. Mm-hmm. She's in it. She's super over the top with a really great bad German accent. Flula Borg's really funny. I will be the judges on this German accent. Thank you. Bad or not, thank you. Right. Okay, uh, Craig Ferguson. <laughs> when we ding the bell two times. Ding, ding. <laughs> Would you like to swap logs with Duffy Duke? Oh, my God. Come back to TV, Craig Ferguson. We're fans <laughs> of you here at Watch Oh, my God. Watch. That was the best late night television show in history because it was... It was like being on acid, but without like having to take the drugs. It was just constant flow of, what is he doing now? What happened? Know, what is he talking we... about? Much like we do here, <laughs> where we just tangent our way That's into right. commercial breaks. You can tell a certain style trickled down in some of our influence. But That's right. We here at What You've Been Watching love us on Craig Ferguson. We respect so. our elders on this one. Craig yeah. Ferguson. Cheers to you. Cheers you to will you. always have a home here at the What You've Been Watching. You are up there with Renner and his statue, <laughs> which we protect very well in aluminum foil. So you'll see it one day. Don't worry. Cheers. Mm. Mm. Slantia. Yep, water. Um, <laughs> but no, it's funny though, man. It's, it was a pretty good show. Like I said, it's six episodes, so it really doesn't ever stay. It's welcome, but it's pretty funny. Uh, good. The chick who, there, there's, I don't know her name and I should have Googled it, but she's one of the main protagonists. There's a team of four. It's a DJ, Flula Borg, um, the, the assistant to the manager, and she's the main chick, which I'm so sorry. I didn't Google your name. I should have. <laughs> she is crazy talented. She She's the songwriter she comes out as. She writes all the songs or whatever. But she, whoever the actress is, is really talented and really likable. And I was like, she was a very pleasant surprise. Enough that I didn't Google her name to give her a <laughs> shout out on a podcast. But Google Bumper in Berlin cast. And uh, it's the main check. It's that one. It's that one. She's really talented. I'll Google it real quick. Um, Sarah Highland. Apparently she was on Modern Family. No fucking idea. Never seen the show. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's not. But yeah, Sarah, she was really good on that. So um, big shout out to her. You uh, earned that one. Enough for, for us to stop the podcast and go Google your name. Most people don't get that. Normally we just keep rolling. We just, or we'll just butcher it. Like Jamila Jamil, go ahead and check that bingo card. That is officially as of two episodes ago. Um, anyways. But see, so yeah, I would give that. Um, it's going to be corny, but it ties into the show. I'll give it 14 aqua what? So, <laughs> there you okay. go. I don't even know what that is, Ken. Yeah, it's but... exactly what you think it is. Okay. It's aqua something. So, yeah. Uh, I also, we were talking earlier about CGI. Yeah. 
I took the time to go watch with Angie and her son, who was in town for Christmas. We went and saw Avatar Way of the Water. Oh, I have not seen this yet, so I am eager to hear about this, sir. I will tell you this. Tell me everything. James Cameron does what James Cameron does because James Cameron is James Cameron. Of course. James Cameron does not do what James Cameron doesn't do because no one else can be James Cameron. You know, I actually followed that. I know you did because you, you speak the same language. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's a freaking, like, I, I hate you. You'll see this in every single review when you're like, it means it's not a good movie. But I don't know another way to say it. It's a a visual feast, a delight for the senses. I know you've heard those terms sure, played out sure. before. But it really is in terms of CGI spectacle. I've never seen anything animated on screen look that fucking good before cool like okay. it is and i actually did spring to see it in 3d and i don't 3d i don't really give a fuck about quite right. frankly i never saw the first one in 3d i was like screw it i'll see this one in 3d actually kind of worth it there's a, a not like if you see it in 2d you're not gonna like it's not gonna make a huge difference sure. but it is a little bit more atmospheric in terms of the depth like you'll take your glasses off is that because they're underwater that's exactly what it is hey. And James Cameron does have, have an obsession with water, as you can very well tell. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big theme in all of his films, starting with The Abyss. Abyss. Um, Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Um, but no, it's it's man. It was I was blown away. Like if you take your glasses off and you look at some of the depth, like what's in the background is more blurry than what's in the foreground. And then when you put it on, like the water droplets, it rains in one scene on the ocean. It's like, holy shit, like, for a second, it kind of flipped me out. I was like, oh, shit, it's raining. Like, kind of got me for okay. half a second. Okay, so, um, But it is, man, like, plot-wise, it's it's pretty straightforward plot-wise. It's pretty predictable once you see the setup. You're like, okay, really, I'll be, I'll be 100% real. It's a setup for further movies. Like, of course. There's a bunch of young characters that are introduced, and you can tell, like, oh, I think they've already greenlit, like, four more of these. Oh, apparently he's already like, shot... Two, two, three, three four. four. I think there's up to like five or six. There's yeah, a lot more yeah. coming. Apparently, he's he's got almost. I I heard somebody saying. I think maybe it was Kevin Smith said he had something like almost a nine hour cut of the next like two to three movies. Yeah, so. it's um, it's pretty it's pretty like overwhelming though. Like watching Pandora and like again the plot line. Take it, love it, leave it. But if you are a fan of CGI. It is a hundred percent worth it. Like, sure, I, I will say I don't say you know like you could go John Wick like for example. It's worth it for the action scenes. Do you really? You might love the plot. You might hate it. It's still worth the cost sure, of admission sure. just to go. It's like a Jackie Chan movie. You're like I'm gonna right, be entertained right, at some right, point. Right, right. Same thing with like John watching Wick. Tony Jaw doing like Tony Jaw stuff. Shit. Right. It yeah. doesn't matter what the plot is as long as he's just jumping through windows right. and kneeing people in the face. Very much so. The same approach here. If you just want like a visual fucking feast of just like holy shit, this is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen in sure. terms of CGI. Like definitely okay. spring for it. Um, so in little the- little predictable though. Like. Yeah, bit, but little, I mean, Cameron's always been a little bit, especially in in later years, has has been a little bit predictable in terms of you know he pulls from different things that he likes, and there's a reason why it all works. So, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, and it was interesting. Like I get why some people love Avatar. Like, mm-hmm. they're like oh, that's my shit. Like if that's your Harry Potter, if that's your Marvel universe, like cool. I'm not hating on anybody. The first one to me was not... I thought it was cool. I appreciated the fact that at least the world was something new. 
but it was fucking like Dances with Wolves, like yeah. Last of yeah. the Weekends, Last. Right. Right. There's a litany of movies that it was just like, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, but at least the world was something new. I'd never seen Blue Cat people. He created the whole world, so like, oh, it, props it's, to you it's on a that. Gorgeous, yeah, yeah. It, it's visually stunning and and interesting. Um, yeah, the, 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 there's not too many science fiction movies that look like that. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, but but I, I think that that's what's important in a science fiction genre is is to sort of you don't want to do the same thing that has been done before or something that could be is visually comparable. Like Star Wars has a very very original, very specific look. Star Trek has a right. very specific look. Avatar, Terminator, yeah, you know, it absolutely. has a very specific look and feel to it. So yeah. uh, I, I think that in terms of that, James Cameron is a master craftsman because he oh, absolutely 100%. shapes the entire world that he wants the movie to exist in. And he, there was a scene where one of those helicopters takes off mm-hmm. and it's like, if you didn't, like if you were from just woke up yesterday and you had a comprehension of what things were, you'd be like, oh, that's a real shot. Like it, it's like that. You're like, holy hmm. shit. Like it is. Okay. Like I haven't been this impressed with special effects since um, probably like Infinity War Endgame. Like you really? Can, I mean, I, I was personally very impressed by those. I mean, Ebony Ma had a couple moments where his mouth didn't quite look right, but like sure. other than that, when Doctor Strange went off and was throwing air bubbles and pushing dimensions back and forth, I was like, I'm with it. Like Tony Stark transforming on the fly, I was like, the effects didn't take me out of it by any means. It actually enhanced the experience. Watch, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Same thing here. It, it enhances the experience of what you're seeing. You really do feel immersed. So cool. For nothing else, if you if you care about it, if not, whatever. But if the you, plot's a little wishy-washy, a little... Yeah, it's it's a little... A lot of the same players come back. Um, spoiler alert. Um, uh, Stephen Lang comes back as the general. Oh, really? I love Stephen Lang. Oh, he's, he's the man. No, he's the he's fucking great. man. I was happy to see him, but he comes back and he's a little bit... He comes back as an avatar. I'll just spoil it for you. <gasps> really? Yeah, he's a blue cat person. What? Yeah. and uh, But it's funny... <laughs> I'm spoiling a little bit. Again, you'll figure out the plot. They tell you that in the first, like, three minutes. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot more movie outside. It's not a reveal by any means. He's, he's, yeah, the main antagonist for the vast majority of it. So, no mystery. Um, But, like, the fact that it's him and his marine company come back as avatars, the same ones that got killed... And they've taken the time to re-tattoo their avatar bodies and, like, get the same, like, wardrobe <laughs> and, like, wear the same shitty, like, Ray-Ban shades. It fucking cracks me up for some reason. Like, yeah, I want the same tattoo that I had in my previous life. <laughs> Devil dog across my fucking blue cat chest. Like, get the fuck out of here. How? You doubled down on your douchebagness. Like, get the fuck out. And I'm not saying Marines are douchebags, but these particular, they're written to be fucking. Right, they're written to be douchebags. Douchebags. You're like, and just the idea that that cracks me up. They're like, no, I need the same headband and wardrobe and cat size now. Nine foot cat size. I want this pack of Marlboro Reds to be cat size Dude. so it can fit in my rolled up sleeve on my arm because... The shitty, like somebody has a barbed wire tattoo and like one of those shitty Hawaiian signs. And you're like, why would you wake up with fresh skin and be like, let's do that again. Let's do the same you, shitty tattoo. Like, have you no perspective, no growth? 
<laughs> Listen, I got a cousin in my basement who says he can do it for like 20 bucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So that part cracks me up. So definitely cat people tattoos. I love <laughs> dude, it's it. hilarious. <laughs> they don't have instead of like a human skull with like simplify, it's a like cat shaped skull. <laughs> simplify. <laughs> Simper meow. Simper meow. <laughs> Simper pop. I was just going to make that joke. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. That's funny. Yeah, dude. So, uh, but again, I'll get off of that. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking fun to watch, man. I, I was entertained. It did its job as a movie. So, you've already suspended your disbelief in the first one. I don't know how the Avatar rule works. I don't know what the... You have to accept that Jake Sully is now an Avatar. No, Jake Sully. No, Jake Sully. Um... You have to accept that however these little tree thing, like when you put your ponytail into a tree or whatever. Oh, yeah. You have to accept You can transfer it. consciousness yeah. now. Your, your and ponytail like, is your dick and your mind. Yeah, and, yeah. And you're one with... I don't know how... The, the only thing they don't explain, and I don't care to know, you just have to go, okay, they know it. Um, I don't know how the transferring of consciousness works into the... Like, they've just mastered that. You just have to understand that. Giovanni Rabisi shows up very briefly as a scientist who was still on the hunt for unobtainium. Talking about G. Reeves? Giovanni Rabisi. He's the man. Um, yeah, it's a good movie, though. I will give it, um, just because I like saying the, the word, I will give it 18 bars of hard to findium. Not on Earthium. <laughs> Most on the nose dog shit title. What do they call it? Unobtainium. Unobtainium in the first <laughs> right. Get the fuck out of here. You couldn't think of anything bad. <laughs> that, was, that was literally the writer putting in a placeholder mm-hmm. word. Like, oh no. I'm going to put this here because I can't think of anything better, but I'm definitely going to get this on the second draft, and then nobody fucking caught it on the second draft, and they were like, yeah, unobtainium, that or, sounds or what it that was, sounds foreign and, and, and exotic. Yeah, or what it was is that somebody, somebody wrote it in, and then James Cameron was like, that's brilliant, and then everyone's like, that was a joke. <laughs> it's, it's staying now. <laughs> Do you want to tell him? Yeah. Fuck no. Daddy Warbucks over here. Says, <laughs> I'm trying to get paid. Daddy Warbucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, it's a I'll, hard I'll knock life. It is. Yeah. Anyways, we're about to do a really weird pivot. Um, <laughs> do you want? <laughs> speaking of James Cameron, we're going to take a break right now from our sponsor, <laughs> Wayland Corporation. Wayland Utani for all your cybernetic needs. And thank you for our sponsors, the Wayland Utani Corporation. Wayland Utani, in the year 2099, it's in every home. That's good. That's good product placement right there. Yeah, in the hallows of space, no one can hear you promote. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear you advertise. Unless you're Jeff Bezos, yeah, in which exactly. case, yeah, big giant now. penis rocket that says Bezos is God. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, we, other than the, we were talking Avatar, uh, the only other thing I've been watching, I've been going back and watching some old South Park, like seasons one, two, three. Uh-huh. Underrated. <laughs> they, they found the rhythm later, but one, sure. two, one, two, three. Three is a really, really strong season. Well, because in the first few seasons, they were literally just throwing everything at the yeah. wall. God damn it, just doing silly voices. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. they still do. I mean, most of the... Most of the cliches and, and and benchmarks of South Park come from those first three seasons. You know, the, I'm going home, and yeah. they killed Kenny, and... Yeah, a lot of it is. They, they pivoted later about season, like, 100, episode 100. They kind of took a pivot, and then they pivoted again around, like, 
16. They were really, like, between, like, I'm a pretty big Celtic, but, like, between, like, they were on a roll for a while, actually. Between 7 and about season 12 and, and 12. 13. Mm-hmm. Like, season 3 is really strong. 4 is pretty damn strong, too. Seven's really good. Nine's really good. What's the? Give me some benchmarks from. Dude, each I can season. do this all day. Okay. This all day. Okay. Uh, season one is. I mean, Carmen gets an anal probe. Right. Of course. That. Uh, season two is very similar. It's um like Chicken Lover. Um, that's like with the the clones. That's uh like Chef Aid stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. Season three. I'm has, gonna make love to your mama. Yeah. Make um, you moan with desire. Hey, rest in peace, Isaac Hayes. Um, season three has one of my favorite episodes. That was the first time they won an Emmy. Why well, I know this, I don't know. But for Chin Pokemon. Uh, oh, really? Yep. They uh, also, that has Red Badge of Gayness, which is one of my favorite episodes they've ever done. <laughs> season four is, yeah, I can do this all in Okay, okay. Season four is um, ultimately, that has like two of my favorite episodes, where it says uh, they have an episode called Do the Handicap Go to Hell? And then the awesome. follow up is probably. <laughs> and that's um, with Krills in that episode. And season four is ultimately Cartman trying to make $10 million. That's right. what the boy band, he does finger sure. bank, he right. starts the church. That's why, you know, all of this, the NAMBLA, the National Amer- uh, North American Man Boy Love Association. That's right. Or the National Association of Marlon Brando Lookalikes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> season five was the real death of Kenny. That's also when they introduced Jimmy. Um, season six started with Aspen. Um, and that's when they introduced Professor Chaos. Season uh-huh. seven was episode 100, and that has um, uh, one Repu- of my favorite Republican, Democrat, yeah. who cares? For the war against the war, who cares? 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, season seven had that. They also had um, one of my favorite jokes. That I, oh, you'll hear me say this a bunch, and it's um, it's called Red Man's Greed, <laughs> and uh, that's where. The entire town bets at a casino to win their town back from the casino. Right. And they put it on 31 black. They're like, and they win the money. They're like, it's a one in 30 something chance, but you'll triple your money. And they go, okay, cool. So they pool their money together. They win the town back. And they go, they go and they do the math real quick. Like, or if we double down again, we can be, that's a 33 point something odd billion dollars. And they go, hell yeah, let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-one black, let it roll. <laughs> like, we can save the town and be stinking rich. <laughs> they lose the money, of course. And in the car ride home, Stan goes like, "Dad, you had the money and you lost it." And you, Randy, you just Randy, don't get it, Stan. You don't okay? understand the fine points of gambling, Stan. You just don't get it, okay? Call. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a let it roll. It's one of my favorite jokes they've ever done. Seven, season seven was really strong. Uh, eight has uh, fun time with weapons. And stupid. Oh, that's, the, that's stupid. The, the ninja episodes. Yeah. 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 Where Butters gets a ninja star in the eye. In the eye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woof, woof, woof. Um, yeah, that's that's a strong season, too. That's um, Awesome O's in that one as well. There's a lot. Lame. Of, yeah, lame. <laughs> season nine, they won another Emmy for with Trapped in the Closet. Um, the, now I'm trapped in the closet. Yeah, the Scientology episode. Um, yeah. And then season 10, that's your. Uh, uh, I am the dude, the big bad dog, highway and, monitor. And that's also the, the world of Warcraft, which is like a fucking amazing episode. Barry, Barry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more hot pockets, please. 
Anyways, yeah, I can I can keep going as you know. Anyways, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty well versed in South Park, but I've been watching the first three seasons. So that's the highlight of the first ten seasons yeah, of South Park. Yeah, <laughs> the choice episodes it's, curated by one MD3. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it, man. I told you, I'm, I love me some fucking cartoons, but I skip one through three a lot. Um, but three is, I think, when they started to find the rhythm. Like mm. one and two are are they're good. They're just very different. And they're very just like crass and like. It's funny because they're little kids cussing, sure. and they're like, oh shit, we gotta find something else to do, or else right. this is not gonna be on the air very long. And they found it in three. And Pokemon was a brilliant, like, like the first time they really hit a social commentary at the peak of like, oh, we can make the show very quickly now. The movie had already done gangbusters mm-hmm. in numbers because it was cheap to make. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, we've sold out, let's do three, and they can do topical stuff. And then Pokemon hit, and it was like... Yeah, and they, now they, they pretty much just run it top on a week to week basis in terms of what's hot in the news right yep. now. Six days to air. Check out yep. that documentary; it's always fun to watch. Great documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, the last thing I've been watching, but um, I will always give South Park fucking as many cheesy poofs as it wants. It's a brilliant show. Um, <laughs> that's your rating. That's my rating as many as many cheesy poofs. Another as it super wants. high rating. High ratings all the way. Sexy ratings. High ratings. Uh, we are going to play one more game with each other, then we're going to get out of here. That sounded sexier than a minute to be. But, Ooh, ookie cookie. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, was going to make a bad joke there, but I'll save it. Um, <laughs> the rules are you got to keep it flaccid. Like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do I? Uh, what? Do, do it and calm down. Do it and calm down. <laughs> Strike while the iron's hot quickly. Uh, anyways, that was more, more graphic than I wanted it to be, but oh well. Um, that was worth it. That yeah, was worth it. Well. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Nothing racial, nothing. Eh, whatever. Deal with it. Grow up. Poop <laughs> jokes are funny, too. All right? So are ejaculate jokes. <laughs> anyways, uh, we are going to play one more game. This is one of our favorite traditions, and we could only break in the new year properly here at What's Been Watching. It's for- the Listener. Mailbag. Patent pending by the Watchmen Watch staff. <laughs> Wonderful song. Love it. It's the What You Been Watching. Really catchy. Um, so, these have been sent in. These are very real questions. Sent in real by questions. E- Hear that. Paperwork. Research. That's printed. We put liquid paper on a B. And it died. It died. There's your stepbrother's reference. Check that bingo <laughs> box. I'm going to stop reminding y'all when to check your bingo box. Fucking Catalina Wine. It's mixer. fucking... You know the funny part about that scene in the many Step Brothers? About well, that mini scene. scene. Really underrated joke is they couldn't get the rights to it. Would, it would cost too much money to move the production to Catalina Island because they have to put shit on boats, sure. bring it over there. So during that scene, if you look in the background, the island of Catalina is in the fucking background. <laughs> really funny. People don't know that. I do. <laughs> Thank you, DVD commentaries. Nerd! Yeah, all day. <laughs> so, real questions posed by you, the Legion, out of the What You Been Watching viewer mailbag number three. Um, do you want me to just read the questions or you want to rotate? How do you want to do this, my brother? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take the first one. Here we Here go. Here we go. Here we go. These are real. All right, so the first question is sent by Joey's mom at atherbed.com. Is Joey's mom a kangaroo? Oh, there's your clean humor to clean it back up. That will never be a bingo box. That's not. No, that's a one shot. So, okay, so here's the question. If you were stranded on a desert island, what three movie characters would you want to be there to make your life more habitable? Do they ever make a movie? Oh, man. I don't know if they made a movie, but the easy question is... um... 
I believe the skipper, uh, Marianne, <laughs> and Ginger. <laughs> or maybe I'd probably be the professor. Professor, right. Ginger and Marianne. See, okay, so so with that, one of the first one that sprang to my mind is Tony Stark. Yeah. Tony Stark I mean, built an Iron Man suit out of a box of scraps in a cave. The coconut milk powered boat or something Fuck like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Tony Stark. Next, I don't know what his name was, but Tom Hanks from Castaway, just because he's yeah. already been there. Yeah. And so, like, he's already going to be like, Survival, it's cool. Yeah. I already know where the good fishing spot is. Don't worry about it. Right. Right. I can see that. Uh, and then uh, third would probably be Jason Momoa because we're going to have to repopulate the species. I was about to say. <laughs> this is what, he, what does he say in Pineapple? Um, Bill Hader and Pineapple Express. He said, you know what my problem is with this dog and pony show you call the military? One, a lot of dudes. <laughs> So I was going to make that reference, but I had to explain it. That's the last time I'll explain it on what you've been watching. <laughs> One, Michael, a lot of dudes. That's all right, though. Um, no, nah, that's not bad, man. I get your reasoning behind each of those. I don't know if they made a Gilligan's Island movie, but... They should. If they didn't, uh, my answer would probably be... I don't know. Somebody's there got to keep me alive. Who's a good survival? Oh, uh, Liam Neeson's is the incomparable in The Grey. Okay, so you can protect you from island wolves in this fictitious wolf island. Yeah, we land on. Why did we land on uh, Wolf Wolf Island? Island. Yeah, why couldn't we have landed on Lesbian Island? Exactly, (laughs) on Big Titty Island. Big Titty Island, which is a real place. I will find the geographical coordinate. Listen, if ever I own my own island, guess what? I'm renaming it. Yeah, why not? Whatever. (laughs) I got two requirements. (laughs) This neighboring island is Floppy Donkey Dick Island. How you get to pick your choice? That's it. Couples Where you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Couples retreat. But make it like Iceland, Greenland, where it's switched. <laughs> Anyways, I don't need to answer the question. It's it's it's, uh, it's Gilligan's Island cast. That's it. Damn it. It's the Gilligan's Island. It's the Gilligan's Island. That's oh, the skipper, Marianne, and Ginger. Ginger. That's it. Yeah. That's it. The rest of them go fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I'm more of a Mrs. Howell guy. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to be called Lovey sometimes. Yeah, and Liam Neeson to protect us from Island Wolves. And that's it. That is it. All right. All right. Uh, this is going to come from, ooh, from at not the real Stan Lee. Ooh. We what appreciate his honesty. Right. Because I would have been fooled. Yeah, I, I truly I would have absolutely lost Stanley my Lee's shit. from Beyond the Grave. <gasps> He's alive. Exactly. Do I kill him or shake his hand? I don't know what to do. Maybe both. Shake his hand and aim for the head. What do I do? That's right. Uh, who is your favorite comic book artist run? My sorry, your favorite comic book artist's run. Oh, okay. So a com- I would assume the way that it was worded by this very real individual. I would think <laughs> that they're asking just that. What it sounds like. My favorite comic book artist. Their run on a comic book. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I I would have to say he's just he's one of my favorite artists period in in comic books and he, I think he's really underrated but his shit is his line work is so clean and whoever gets to do the colors is so consistent um Salvador Laraca or Laroca I'm not sure how you uh-huh. say his name uh-huh. uh he did in a, a run on Invincible Iron Man with um Matt Fraction that was brilliant and the artwork is so good yeah it's so good oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, so yeah, crisp yeah, yeah. and it just fits everything he, he did the uh, the Hawkeye run as well, no? Um, no, he did Doctor... No, that was... Um, oh, that's a great one, too. Who did that? That was... Yeah, that's a really good run. That was um, um, David Aha. 
Ah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, David Aha. Aha. Yeah, David Aha and Hawkeye is the correct answer for this one. That shit is brilliant. By the way, back to you, Clint Martin. We see you up there on the map. <laughs> um, yeah, Salvador Larocca and Invincible Iron Man with Matt Fraction. The Hawkeye run, David Aha, Matt Fraction as well yeah. with um, Ed Brubaker. Um, God, that was a great it's run. It's a fucking brilliant run. And honestly, man, it, it's kind of, it's only six issues that he did it on, but he did a lot of the covers for it. But um, he's one of my favorite just artists, period, especially comic books. But um, he redesigned the the Mark suit for Iron Man, and that's what they use in the movies, as opposed to it just being giant plates. He made it like really like removable foldable yeah, plates. Yeah, nanotech and, and, yeah, but, and like bleeding edge technology, literally. Yeah, yeah, Addy Gradinoff. Yeah, uh, and fucking Iron Man Extremis yes. is fucking uh, but well, because he took he took Iron Man and and turned it all from like hard lines and very like mechanical into like almost bio organic or, yeah. or biomechanical. It was uh, tiny thing like the way that they would position Iron Man in the in the back like he had a giant red like vest okay mm-hmm. and then he had like golden sleeves that would only by the looks of the armor would only pivot at the shoulders like right. an action figure and maybe at the wrists right. And they very would, stiff, very yeah. rudimentary movements, very... And like, they would have to put him in superhero poses. And if you look at it, like, the way the suit is designed, like, people's arms would be broken right. inside of the damn thing. And they kind of upgraded a little bit with, like, the Silver Centurion look and stuff like that. But he was the first one to truly modernize it. But that was a pretty brief run. Like, I want to stay away from stuff like that only because then... But still a good answer, yeah. We could get into, like, Alex Ross on Kingdom Come. Like, oh, God, okay. yeah. Of course. For but sure, for sure. To do, I think, a true run, I would say probably Salvador La Roca, David Aha, and... Um, oh, dude, fucking Greg Capullo. He wrote with Scott Snyder on yeah. Batman New 52. That's right, His yeah. shit was nice, man. New 52 yeah. Batman was that shit. Yeah, he he made Batman have the, have the, the balance of... He looked like a muscular, athletic, well-built guy, but also he still move. Could yeah, he wasn't. He, he didn't look look like a like a Triple H or a bodybuilder right. or a pro wrestler. Like he he looked like somebody who could move and was very agile. And you could picture just as equally punching you in the in in the face with the force of like a heavyweight boxer, but also would backflip away and disappear into the shadows with ease. Yep. Yeah. You know, like he he, he had that like type of body. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, what was it, Denny O'Neill? Denny O'Neill, yeah. Yeah, he, um, his shit on Batman was... Looking at his signature yeah, right, right now. now. Yeah, dude, that... But he was more, like, gymnast-shaped, which is... Yes. Again, yeah. one of our, I think, I'm taking some of the wind out of your show, because that might have been one of your answers. Yeah, so. It was, it was. My bad, but go ahead. Go. No, yeah, okay, those are some of yeah. mine, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Denny O'Neill, his, his run on Batman, just the way he drew uh, Batman, and especially Robin as... I mean, he, like like you said, as... as they looked like Olympic level athletes as opposed to like big bulky superheroes that was so popular with like uh uh he made Wildstorm. Uh, oh Jim Lee. No, not Jim Lee. Um although that's a great run as well. With his, yeah, Jim his, Lee on everything. His X Men run. Uh uh Leefield, Rob Leefield. Oh Rob sorry. Leefield, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like Rob Leefield had these big bulky muscles on top muscles, muscles on muscles on pouches kind of build. Yeah. Which was cool, like, sure, he doesn't get enough credit, man. Yeah, but but it, it it's very of its time, like, very over the top. Yeah, very, everyone's built like a wrestler. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, Jim Lee's run on the early '90s X Men, just his redesigns on on things. His Psylocke is that shit. Man. Oh my god! But he but he all he always had a had a habit of of 
everybody kind of looked like an anime character a little bit. A little bit. Um, let me think. Who else? Oh, Todd McFarlane's run on Spider-Man. Oh, how could I ever was forget phenomenal. that? Phenomenal. I mean, he literally redesigned. Yeah, that's top tier Spider-Man right there. Redesigned the way that they showed Peter Parker's webs. Like previously to that, it had always been the like really branched spider webs with the you know the the droopy like half use in between the 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 long right. strands, and he totally redesigned it as this organic vine like reaching and growing around itself you know spiraling outwards and then spreading putting him in positions where like his he'd be swinging forward but his leg would be above his head and stuff like that well yeah like, yeah you can't it, really do that position but a spider-man can but it, but it looked like something out of um like like a shaw brothers movie you know yeah. like, like just in terms of the way he moved didn't make any sense anatomically right but you could absolutely, absolutely see somebody who has the agility and flexibility of a spider bending themselves yeah. into that situation. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, let me think. Who else would I? Uh, who Who was on with? He did it for a long time. He was on with Chris Claremont, John Byrne. Uh yeah, John Can, Byrne. He cannot yeah. be not mentioned. Yeah, there. I mean, just for giving us the the golden brown uh wolverine costume yeah uh, i mean sir. such a dynamic look um yeah he also did it for a fucking and then he forever. and then he totally revamped the x-men when they did their x-force run where they were mutants posing as mutant trackers and just redesigned angel and cyclops yeah. and and gene gray brought in archangel as, yep. a, as a character like just the look of that alone is is so good and, and such a, a product of its time, you know. Yeah, he. I mean, he did it for so long too, man. Their run is like legendary. I mean, Dark Phoenix Saga, of course. A lot course. of complications in the writing, but so very soap opera. But yeah, but I I, I actually the art like was solid. That. Yeah, no, the art, the art was, was solid, but consistent. also like there's there's I don't really have a problem with comic books going in a writing style that is big and dramatic and bombastic because. Of course, like it's it's people running around in spandex and capes. So yeah, let's let's bring in telenovelas. Let's bring in right. opera. Let's bring in you know days of our lives. Yeah, why not? A hundred percent. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, those are some classic runs. Yeah, Salvador La Roca, John Byrne, Greg Capullo, Eddie Gradinov, yeah, Todd uh, Alex Farron, Ross, Alex Ross. Yeah, check them out. Um, so this next question. Comes from Wu Tang Banga Thirty Six Styles of Danger on Twitter. It says oh, that was um, very specific. Yep, very very specific. Uh, it's more than one hundred sixty four characters, but they want. <laughs> um, if you could join any movie family, who would it be? Okay, so I think you and I have both the same answers. So let's say it on the count of three at the same time. You ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. The Incredibles. Oh. <laughs> Oh, um, no, it was not. The, that was actually high on my list. Though. That was high on my list. That was my second choice, actually. Mine, the Incredibles? We, yeah, The Incredibles was second on my list. But my number one, we've talked about them. This will be a new record, a sixth or seventh time now. The Adam Sandler. I knew you were going to yeah, say it's that. The Adam yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's fucking rules. We talk about them enough. Why not, man? They have a lot of love in that household. Yeah, Cousin Silky. Yeah, Cousin Silky, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, Incredibles is a that was my second answer. Probably like that's just a badass family to join. I mean, I'm getting superpowers out of the deal. I get to like 
Join hang out a, with Sam Jackson. Hang out, hang out with Sam Jackson, like un, Uncle Frozone. Uncle Frozone, you know? yep. My mom's got a dump truck for a butt. Yeah, so, she does. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a meat burglar shoved two fine Christmas hams down the back of your dread. Check that one. Check that one. There you go. Uh, no, good answer. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, probably Adam Sandler, man. A lot of love in that house. Sure. Okay. If you could join any movie secret spy society, what would it be? And that is from Wudunk. I don't know on what <laughs> platform that was. It just says Wudunk here. So. <laughs> All right. So I have kind of, to tie into the, the Incredibles, I have kind of a backdoor answer. Uh, he's going to try to get out of watching It's Pat again. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I would. I will never let you. No, I know. I know I'm going to have to watch this movie. I'll watch it with you. My fate is resigned. I know this. I'm glad to hear you accept it. Go ahead, earmark Uh, that. I would. I would join the X Men because they may not be a spy society, but they are definitely a clandestine family. They're secretive. They 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 have their their own agenda going. I would say the X Men. I'm with it. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I mean, they're not necessarily spy, quote unquote, but they definitely run secret missions. They definitely like yeah. have their own fortress. They've got their own like secret code. You've got to be like a, a member to get in. So okay. it fits. Well, now that you say all that, mine will be the Skull and Bones Society from the movie <laughs> Skull, Skull and Bones. And Bones. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's like Impossible, which is a dumb name, but Impossible Mission Force, the IMF. From, uh, From Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> if we're in Mission Impossible 2 world, I'll join IMF. But other than that, because <laughs> I want to pop out under the desk with two Glocks and white gloves. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> A John Woo style. Um, uh, man, probably, to be honest, in my six, man. James Bond. That world seems mm. pretty cool. Although, I don't know, man. Being working for the government. They work for the government. That's kind of fucking lame. Um, damn. But apparently you do get all the... Like flyest gear and and I don't know James swag Bond. cars and you get to know. bang bitches. But left I'm not right. James Bond. I just work at it. Like I don't see myself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I joined like, the spy like, like, like in that, would you be like the data analyst? Data analyst? Data analyst? Yeah, the analyst. yeah. I also I also appreciate data analyst. <laughs> no, that is the butt. Also, I like. <laughs> um, uh, man, yeah, probably in my six. If I could be like, in, if I had the skill set to be a double O agent, that'd be pretty cool. Like double O eleven, is it eleven? No, love. Double O love. Double lift. It's like L M N O P. It's one word. I want you to take a look at Daniel Craig. Yeah. And take a look at you. Right. And realize <laughs> you are double O Roman. Tell you Roman, what, Roman numeral decimal point. You take a look at George Lazenby. Hey, Lazenby. look at you. Lazenby was the shit, man. Don't sleep on George Lazenby. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that'd be pretty cool. Because <coughs> they at least have access to cool shit. And I don't know. Impossible Mission Force, like, you can never show it off. James Bond at least gets to go around and be a baller. That's right. Even if, like, you know exactly who he is. He's like, I mean, he announces it literally every movie. Yeah, every movie, yeah. <laughs> who are you, Bond? James so even Bond. Even if I die, I go out with some, some pizzazz, you know. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, probably my six. Plus, I get to have a badass British accent. Um, okay. Oh, wait, what's up with that? Sorry, it's is it? <laughs> He was all crumpets and teas and about apples and bottoms. Yeah. The Kingsman would be pretty cool too. But yeah. But no, my six. Yeah, what's that, dude? Fish and chips? I don't have a lot of it. Like, so you're supposed to be undercover and not draw attention to Oi! Oi! 
dickhead. <laughs> You're drunk in a bar, sir. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Um, this is from Lego My Ego Movie Muffin at what? Yahoo.com. Lego My Ego Movie Muffin. Okay. Yeah, at Yahoo.com. And it says, who would you, ha-? that was a great question. Who would you have direct a Calvin and Hobbes movie? Ooh. I know my answer. Okay. I can think of three off the top of my head, but I can't, I, 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 I honestly can't narrow it down beyond those three. So why don't you tell me your solid one, then I'll give you sort of my wishy-washy. I'll give you one that I, I think would be, if I was a studio and it was my money on the line, who I would be like, this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have two that would be, as a fan, would just be a blast to watch. My answer would be Brad Bird, who was executive, who was a producer and writer on The Simpsons, directed tons of Simpsons episodes, directed The Incredibles, directed The Iron Giant. Okay, okay. I would say him. I mean, unless I, like Spielberg's available or something like that. But like, see, I don't know that but, Spielberg. But you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know that Spielberg's the right choice for that. I think Brad Bird is. Yeah, I think Brad Bird's that dude, man. Why? Why? Like, like what? What is he bringing that that? He his sense of wonder and amazement is portrayed in the Iron Giant. He he's a really good director. He mm-hmm. did the movie Tomorrowland, which is actually a pretty good movie. Um, it's a live action one. I think he did one of the Mission Impossibles too. I think oh, three. really? I think so. Yeah, I think he did three. Okay, which is a fucking good one. Um, but no, man, like he did the Incredibles, which is like one of the best animated movies of all time. Sure, like, it's sure. it's a fucking like. Damn near a perfect movie. It's like the best Fantastic Four movie we're ever going to get, probably. Probably. Uh, so far. So right. far. By far it has been. What are you waiting on, kid? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. Me too, kid. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brad Bird would probably be pretty that's high. A, that's like a I pretty said, solid choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fucking... He knows his way around it. Because if you go animation, he can do that. If he wants to do live action and then Hobbs just happens to be animated, mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you can do that too. I, I think his sense of wonder and... Would be really fun to watch. We're talking about Calvin Hobbes, the comic strip. If you don't know that, please stop. Yeah, listening. The, the famous. Please stop Bill, listening. Famous Bill or Larson. Go, yeah. Or go do yourself a favor and read as much of it as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Just, actually stop listening ever. I, I take that back. I <laughs> you listen to us yeah. first, yeah. then you read, then you stop listening, and then you read, and then you come back. Uh, all right. Uh, do you want me to tell you my other two, or you want to go first, and I'll tell you? Uh, so the three that I, I have narrowed down to my head, and I really am having a, a tough time deciding which one I want, is Taika Waititi. That was my other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a fan, I would love to see a Taika Waititi. Like, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. though. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I would love to see a James Gunn version. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. And then, honestly, I think Robert Zemeckis. Would do a really, yeah, really, really, really good. Like Spielberg, though, you put him on it, it's gonna be a fucking. But hit. he, it's like Dr. Dre producing your beat. You're gonna sell it. You're gonna go gold at least, like. Or but Pharrell I think, getting I think, hold of I you. think Robert Zemeckis, Zemeckis is that dude, though. Cover. Man. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. you, you look at Back to the Future. You look at home, oh, we we not home alone. Uh, God, what else am I thinking of? Uh, Castaway. Fucking Forrest sure, Gump. Sure, Forrest Gump. Right, right. Back to just, the Future. Yeah, just, just capturing Who Framed the, Roger Rabbit. Like. Yeah, oh, that's right. It was it, 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 it was Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit because I, I thought him doing a similar version of that in terms of animating a a Hobbs tiger interacting with a real boy. Um, and yeah, then every, a, and then everybody else always just sees him as a stuffed tiger kind of thing. Um, that, yeah, he's... 
That's a, that's tough to beat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Robert man. Zemeckis might be like the top tier choice for me. I would definitely see that. Uh, that yeah, I mean, but Zemeckis, like I said, that's like Spielberg though. It's like, oh hey, can you do E.T. again? You're like, yeah, like you got hits, you got classics under your belt, right? Right. So yeah, it's, by no means is that a bad answer. It's a fucking too good of an answer, and I'm mad at it. But <laughs> Brad, Brad Bird would be good too. The other person I was gonna say, and a lot of people didn't like this movie, but I got to give it credit. And he made an absolute book that had really nothing about anything and made it incredibly imaginative. Um, Spike Jones. He did Where the Wild Things Are. And he did Adaptation and he did Being John Malkovich. But his work on um, uh, Where the Wild Things Are, a lot of people don't like that movie. Like You stretched a book and made it nothing and it has no characteristics of the book, but... It's incredibly imaginative. Sure. Incredibly sure, like sure. well shot and very pretty. And if you can bring some of that to Calvin and Hobbes. I could see that. Yeah. A little bit of like. His tone is insanely Awkward unique. humor <laughs> and, and, and child wonderment and just sort of this like a skewed version of, of the way things are. Yeah. I could, I could yeah. see that. Spike yeah. Jones would be very interesting. Yeah, he did the movie that. Her as well, which is a great movie if you haven't seen it. Never seen that one. That's Fucking the that's one where uh, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with. Uh, the voice of. Voice of Scarlett Johansson. Okay, I, easy premise actually. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a great question though. Um, all right. I, I mean, get... to be fair, like Scarlett Johansson could have like a stroke-induced lisp, and I'd still probably fall in love with yeah, her. Like, absolutely. Do you want to make out with me now, big boy? Like, yup, sure yeah, do. I sure do. Sure <laughs> do. Oh man. Um, I'll read one more, and then I'll pass it back to you. Uh, what movie character? Do you think would be the best tipper at a restaurant? And there's a caveat. Oh, they cannot be known for being rich, so you cannot just say Tony Stark or, or Richie Rich or Scrooge or McDuck or Scrooge McDuck. Like okay, 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 okay. I know my answer because he's not known for being rich. I would probably say the best tipper would maybe be. I'm tempted to say Happy Hogan. But also, I think maybe he might nickel and dime me a little bit. I mean, he, he might, might fina- he it. might finagle over like I only had two cups of coffee. You charged me for three. But I think eventually he might, he's gonna he's gonna it. leave you the the, the full like twenty thirty percent. I think if he was with Aunt May, he was like, "Stop being stingy." He break bread, but sure. sure on his sure. own, he might be Mister Tough Guy trying to keep that exterior and kind of nickel and dime me a little bit. But yeah, and then maybe the only other person I could think of would be. Um, Shaft. Shaft, I bet. Yeah, gives Shaft great would break bread. Yeah. A straight cash, a big face bill right there, Brad. Yeah. Got Bam. A, got $100 a couple, bill. Right. Yeah, got a cup of coffee and a piece of toast. And then just like action calls who just left a fat face 50 to pay for the bill. Sure, and, yeah. And your tip. I can see that. That's a good pull. I think Shaft. I was going to say, because he's not known for being rich, but Brewster from Brewster's Billions. Okay. Because okay. I think even if he was broke after he had the money, I think what would happen is he would know the value of it. Uh, and, and like, you know, he, he'd seen through the veil at that point. Because sure. the whole point was that you, you win. Money can't buy happiness. Well, you win a bill, you win a fortune if you can spend a billion without spending any of it on yourself or anything like that. And I mean, even if you, if it wasn't part of the game that is played in that movie, played by Richard Pryor, that's the game. Is he has to spend a billion dollars, can't like give it away in gifts or can only give X amount away in gifts and can't buy shit for himself and da 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 da. So he has to spend all this money to get a fortune back. And he has like, I can't remember what the time frame is, but X amount of time to do it. I think no matter what phase you caught him at, whether it would be while the game was afoot, 
And he's like, I'll leave you $10,000. Obviously, he's trying to get rid of the money. Sure. That's a good tip there. But even if he didn't win the game, he would be like, I understand the value of sure. money. And like, this can go a long way for you. I work hard too. You work hard. I think he would see that and like, man, I almost had it all. And he would be very appreciative and giving. Or if he won the game, he would just have gobs of money and be like, dude, I have more money literally than I can ever spend in my life. Like, right. by all means. Break off bread. Here you go. Here's yeah. a piece for you. Here's a piece for yeah. you. Here's a piece for you. So yeah. Richard Pryor and Brewster's Billions. I, that's a solid answer, dude. Good I think, what I do, I man. think that might be, uh, you, you might have top, toppled me on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Maybe. But Shaft's a good answer, though. Shaft's a good answer. Um, yeah, I think he would be pretty good. If not that, I don't know, man. Um, I can't say Scrooge McDuck, so uh, what's his name? Mr. Pink and, and Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> he was He's a bad tipper. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think. I'll go one extreme or the other. Um, yeah, no. Uh, all right. That was a good question, though. I like that one. Uh, we are going to move on to, I think, our sixth question, seventh question. Okay, uh, let's see. And that was from Tadao, how you like me now, at AOL.com. <laughs> All right, and this is coming from, uh, let's see, who would you want in the back of the house with you? Oh, 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 this is this is coming from Chef Gordon Ramsay at AOL.com. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. A lot of AOL so, action. So, today. yeah. Uh, back of the house for those un- unaffiliated means the kitchen crew, dishwashers. Oh, uh, is this the part two of, of the restaurant question? Is that what it is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, what character would you think would be... T- okay, right, okay. Who would be the... Is, what's the question properly so I can answer it Who properly? Who would you want in the back of the house with you? Now, back of the house meaning on cooking on the line. Oh, I get it. You know, doing prep work. Basically everything except for the managers and servers. Okay, um, and it has to be a movie character. Sure, why not? It doesn't specify, but I think that's that's the gist of the question. Not Ratatouille, but I would want Raccoon. See, that was my yeah. That's the easy answer. I'll I'll, I'll expand my horizons beyond uh, Ratatouille or Raccoon. Um, I would probably say Mister. F- no, you know what? Here's here's my scenario. All okay. right. It's a New York diner. It's one of those things where it's like Judy's Diner, but it's owned by a by a, a grisly, angry man. But it's Judy's Diner because it was something he got for his wife. His wife passed away. But check it out. Hold on. Stay Let me with tell me. you, you need to push the pies. Exactly. <laughs> and here's what it is. And it's on. It's in the Bronx. All right. And it's owned by the thing. And the thing is in the back, and he—I could see him out there, like, like the thing, like on the Fantastic Four, okay. yes. And he's back there. It's clobbering time. It's all clobbering that. time, all that. And he—I see him in his little chef's hat and his little <laughs> white thing, you know, the little like Waffle House, Waffle House little paper, looks like a boat. Yeah, yeah. I could see him back there, and he's getting mad. Well, what's up with the grits? And da da da. I think that'd be a fucking blast because he gets I, mad, but then you're like. The grits are right here. He's like, I'm sorry for yelling at the end of the shift. And he's very generous to his employees and loving. I would go to that Waffle House. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? I would 100% go to that IHOP. Whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah, like Judy's Diner. Judy doesn't own it. Yeah, just open like 20 hours hours a day. We're open from like, you know, we're only closed down from midnight or or from like 2 to 6 a.m. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. That or John Leguizamo in Chef. Because he's like the most dedicated fucking mm-hmm. sous chef ever. Mm-hmm. He like mm-hmm. leaves his stability and jumps in a food truck just to ride around the country selling grilled cheese. And that dude is That's down cool. to ride. I, 
I so, dig it. Yeah, I, John I, Leguizamo and Chef or The Thing would be my So answer. I also have a comic book tie-in for my answer. Okay. I would choose Jamie Madrox, The Multiple uh, Man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah Multiple Man. Because at that point... Labor cost is really labor low. Labor cost is literally <laughs> split between one person. Like Michael Keaton and Multiplicity. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, also. Also good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in that movie, they, they open up their own pizza place. Oh, they do, don't they? That's right. That's God, how the movie it. ends. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, for a fucking 20-something-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they open their own pizza place in like Melbourne Beach or some shit like that. So, Yeah, no, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm trying to think of... Uh... Yeah, just a bunch of clones all all running the same thing. Yeah. But it, but specifically Multiple Man because essentially like his clones aren't individual people. Right. Like they, he has to absorb them or, or whatever. So essentially I'm still paying one person, but like, hey, I need you to run the trash and sweep the back garage and also work with customers and also you got to chop some onions and also I need you to saute that chicken. I'm with it. I mean, you have one disgruntled employee, but better than several disgruntled employees. Yeah. But I, I would just pay him well. Just be like, listen, I'm going to pay you like $30 an hour, but like it's worth it for you. Like. You're my employee. I need you here from 7 a.m. until 8 o'clock at night when we close. And then we're done. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a checkmate answer right there. I, I'm with it. Or just Sam Rockwell, just because it'd be fun to hang out with him. Oh, yeah. Answer. Sammy Rocks. In anything. In anything. Just Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I don't know. I just want you to dance. Even in Green Mile. I, I just want care. you to dance while you cook. Yeah, even in Green Mile <laughs> where you killed somebody. I don't know. Just hang, hang out with Sam Rockwell. Uh, all right, cool. That's a good answer. Let's see. It's, uh, it's just funny. Like, you and I have both worked in enough restaurants in our life. You're currently still employed in the hospitality sure. industry. I've definitely, believe me, paid my dues in the hospitality industry. And it's funny that we both have, like, a take on how you would do it. And I'm like, I want a lovable but gruff owner. And you're like, I want somebody that's going to fucking sling some plates. <laughs> exactly. that dude out for a low cost. That's right. I don't care what your problem is. I don't care what yeah. you got going. Just get that food get out. Get that food out. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. So this one comes from Crypto Superdog at Yahoo.com. Okay. If you had one talking animal to be your pet, who would it be? One talking animal, I assume. From any movie, right. Any right. movie or t- can we do TV? Well, no. I, I mean, Scooby-Doo's fucking. See, that was going to be my answer is Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Scooby-Doo, yeah, that's a really hard to beat Scooby-Doo. Because I wouldn't be adventurous with them. He'd be like, I don't really Yeah, we'd be wanna, chilling, right? We'd be chilling with Scooby-Doo all day. I mean, like, the food bill would be insane, but... I mean, he's eating the same shit I am. Yeah, he also eats dog food. <laughs> <laughs> you better get used to that shit. Yeah. Right, right, Ramburgers. You better like kibble. <laughs> <laughs> you better like the fat-off steak that I've already chewed a bunch of times right. in my mouth to That's get the right. flavor out. That I don't want to leave on my Listen, plate. If you're lucky, I'll <laughs> sprinkle some pork fat on your pedigree dog food. <laughs> be cruel you fun. better fucking recognize. Scooby has none of his personality. And he's just sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's droopy dog suddenly. Little bother. <laughs> Having to the joys, oinks, bro. <laughs> I, uh, I love that we just take over Scooby Doo and just kill his spirit. Because <laughs> they're cheap, frugal, fucking. <laughs> that's funny though well, I'm not rappy <laughs> that's a funny joke though you get the scraps of <laughs> fat from the steak that I've chewed already that's what you better like the taste of <laughs> hey 
Have you had to deal with one ghost in the past week? <laughs> I think not. You better Straighten like, the fuck up. <laughs> licking the milk out of a cereal bowl that I'm too bloated to drink now because I've made it too big. Because we like deep bowls here at What You've Been Watching. Right. When we got the we fill that milk up to the rim. When we got the What You've Been Watching studio's house, Michael and I were living together. And I was like, fuck these bowls. He's like, I got so mad. I get worked up about weird shit. And I went to Walmart. I was like, we need deeper cups. I'm tired of fucking filling up the same cup eight times in one sitting. So I got 24-ounce fucking tumbler cups. And I got these bowls that are deep as shit that you can put like a fucking full quart of milk in that bag. Goddamn right. It's still not sloshed on the way back to go be fat and eat it on my bed with the fucking Cheerios arcing in a perfect fucking <laughs> bowl just jiggling on the top like Jello. Yes. Oh, man. Too much revealed on that one. <laughs> I feel I've said too much. Yeah. Man, that was great. That's fucking Yeah, funny. I don't even know where to go with Oh, that. man. We're going to wrap it up here soon, I promise you. Oh, oh man. Um, here's one from GamerGirl82 at Hotmail.com. Ooh, GamerGirl. She's born in 82. Ooh, wink, wink, lady. Michael. All right. Uh, what is your favorite video game of all time? Great question. This is a subsegment of uh, the show, as you well know. What you've been playing? What you've been? Welcome to what you've been gaming. What you've been gaming? How you've been gaming? How you've been rocking them sticks? (laughs) That's a good. I mean, okay. So the first two that immediately come to my mind, and it's probably no surprise. One of them is Red Dead Redemption, and also vicariously Red Dead Redemption Two because they're both basically one in the same game. Um, But also, I'm a huge fan of the Batman Arkham series. There's something about being able to, for the first time in a video game, be able to assume the mantle of Batman and do all the things he can do from combat and uh, stealth and and gadgetry. gadgetry and, and The plot's good as hell, too. Yeah, uh, detective work... Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it just hits all it hits all the aspects of what it means to be the Batman. Oh, I'm 100% with you on that one. I um, The only thing, I, I think it's a phenomenal series and it is really high up there on my list. I've played Arkham City a bunch of times. The only yeah. caveat I might have is the ending of Arkham Asylum is a little bit weak when you fight the mutant Joker. Yeah, it's a little weak. I, I, I would agree. I, the, the game was so enjoyable up to that point that I was like, okay, but... Didn't really, it didn't deter me from like disliking the game. I just thought it was a little bit of like, eh, I wouldn't have gone that direction, but it's whatever. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I, those are two great picks, man. And then probably my favorite classic movie or classic video game would be, um, I really, I really got to say, Ocarina of Time is pretty hard to beat. Really? I, I, I mean, it, and even then, like going back into you know, like a link to the past or Legend of Zelda two or the original Legend of Zelda, like those are those were always really fun. But I think that Ocarina of Time was really incorporated all the aspects of the of the Link saga or the Hyrule saga that they they had been building for the past you know twenty years, ten you know fifteen years or whatever, and really. It, it gelled and, and, and made it fun and, and a, a really good exploratory game where you could just go anywhere in the world and sort of just discover at your own pace. Yeah, I mean, Ocarina of Time is like a 10 out of 10 kind of game. It's hard to argue like any video game, quote unquote, historian or really anybody who knows their shit. It's like the controls don't quite hold up nowadays, but like I would it, agree. it's still... 
but in terms of really like in, in terms of like open world format and and just you can literally ride to the horizon yeah it set the precedent yeah no it's it's badass um i I'll answer you. You already know my answer. But, um, of course. Uh, I do. This is just a Marcus Dudley question here. If you had to pick one one console's library, and that's all you got to play for the rest of your life, what console would it be? Because there's two, in my opinion, mm. correct answers in terms of just their own Now, are, are we talking specific, like, Xbox One compared to Xbox Original? Or, yeah, like or, it's or... Xbox Originals. Like okay. You, yeah, that. So not well, just so not just all inclusive Xbox or all inclusive PlayStation or all inclusive. No, Nintendo. no, no. You okay. mean like okay. you get the Nintendo? Yeah, like you would get PlayStation Three, not PlayStation Three Two. Like I'm gonna. There's a little bleed over now with PS Five and Four. But... I'm gonna go with the GameCube. I mean, I think the GameCube all time though. You get that's the library you get all time. Ah, uh, I mean. In terms of classic nostalgia games that I would play over and over again, because with GameCube they had a bunch of reissues, so you got you know like you, get, you can't get the Ocarina of Time, you, yeah, you got Quest. and and Star Fox and and all the Nintendo games and nah, you didn't get a lot of those. You got some, man. Crazy Taxi, yeah, you got a lot. No, there's some good <laughs> shit on there. I would have to say I think the correct answer is somebody who just look at like. Nowadays it's tough because like if you say the Switch, you're also getting like the digital like, every part, you get like every part of the Nintendo of, library. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch library is phenomenal. Like with with the exclusion of like digital games, I think the two correct answers are probably either Super Nintendo because you get like franchises at their best at their 2D absolute sure, Yoshi's best. Island, Super Ooh. Mario Land, dude, fucking uh, Metroid, Metroid Returns. Yeah. yeah, no Metroid Returns or I'm sorry. Fucking, what's the Super Metroid? Golly, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you get Super Metroid, Link to the Past, like Final Fantasies, like the, sure. the pinnacle of the Final Fantasy series, incredible role playing Or just the amount of games that it had was PlayStation 2. Agreed. PlayStation 2 Agreed. had a fucking just, the, uh, just the amount of like you could play, like, oh, shooting games, there's no shortage of that. If you want sure. role playing, there's no but, shortage. But, you want PS2, wrestling games, but like, PST, PS2 kind of prided itself on just throwing everything at the wall and whatever stuck. Because it, it was sold great. so many copies sure, that it was sure, like sure. that was your best chance. So everybody was like, "You got to get it on the PS2." So, anyways, uh, to get back to my f- your favorite game of all time, Michael, you know the answer. You want to tell him? It's going to be Mega Man. Mega Man, which one? Uh, three. Yes, that is yeah. the correct answer. Mega Man Three is my shit. Go Blue Bomber. Uh, please make a movie. <laughs> my answer that would be a great movie. Uh, please, yes, please give me a Mega Man movie. My answer to the two starring the- John Cena. Yes, Mega Man. <laughs> That'd be kind of annoying. He'd be a good. He'd be a good proto man. He'd be a good proto man. Um, my answer to the uh, to the question um, earlier about which talking animal would you like when the Super Mario movie comes out, Yoshi will be the correct answer. To that. <laughs> but till now, Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, Mega Man Three is my favorite video game of all time. Bar none. I played that game. I annoyed Michael and Matthew with how many times I rented it at movie gallery. I was like, oh, Mega Man Three, Mega Man Three, Mega Man Three. Yep, like, all okay. the time. Let's rent something else. I'm like, okay, but Mega Man 3 is there. If you also, change your mind. Right. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, the game I want's not in. I'm like, but Mega Man 3. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Uh, here's a great question. Okay. What non-Big 2, so no, I would assume that means no DC, no Marvel, what non-Big 2 comic book series would you like to see adapted to television? 
Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, we kind of already covered one, and I'm going to steal this, but Calvin and Hobbes. I would love to see a Calvin and Hobbes movie done correctly. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know if that counts quite in the comic well, We're talking vein. for TV, for adapted for TV. Sure, sure. I, I, I don't I don't know that that quite fits the, the comic book vein that you're looking for. Um, I mean, the Boondocks again would be my answer. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. A continuation of the Boondocks, but sadly it's never going to happen. Uh, I, no, can... I was thinking comic books, like not... Like not vert. Well, I guess you could technically do Vertigo because it's DC Banner, but it's not really. But I was thinking like, um, I like Spawn. Obviously, is like, but they've they've done yeah. they've done Spawn the the HBO series with uh, was it uh, David Keith as the as the voice of Spawn? Yeah, I think Mouse is the correct answer. Really, I mean Mouse. That's is, that's dark as shit, man. But I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it, it's it, it's literally the Schindler's List of it's, comic book movies. Yeah, but it's <laughs> or also... Or so I'm told. I've never seen the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's also... It's, uh, thank you for being honest. We appreciate your honesty. <laughs> it's also the um, the only comic book to have ever won a Pulitzer Prize. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say that. Or a big shout out to my man Hoyt Silva and Doug Wagner. Good friend of mine, Hoyt Silva, made a comic book called uh, Yumi. Spy Fatale, Batty Royale. Um, really, really fun read. Check it out at your local comic book shop or uh, search for it online. Yumi, Spy, uh, Spy Fatale, Batty Royale. I love it. It's great. Uh-huh. Um, outside of that, Mouse, That's, or there's a series by Ed Brubaker called Killer Be Killed. And that would yeah. be dark as shit. But boy, would that be a fucking really fun TV. Yeah, so, yeah. That is not like one that you would like watch. Like, oh, it's a fun, lively show. It's like, ooh. Honestly... I would love to see uh, Fable. Fable would be great. Made into a into a, a long term television they series. They ultimately did with Once Upon a Time. They just stole the premise of Fables. I and, mean, which they no 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 no. Fa- uh, what am I? Saga is what I'm oh, thinking. Saga. Of. Saga. Oh, fuck, yes. Great yeah, 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 yeah. Saga. Yeah, uh, Saga episodic. Holy shit! Yeah, it's basically uh, space Romeo and Juliet meets political sur- intrigue. Political intrigue yeah. meets surrealism meets it's, like. One of the best comic books, fucking ever. Like, yeah, but also, K-1. Fable would be good. Yeah, they did Why the Last Man and that missed, but that would have been a great one. But um, yeah, Fables would be good too. But yeah, it's good answers though. Good answers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Here's a good one. If you could visit one location from a movie, uh huh, where would it be? Definitely know my answer. Ooh, one location. Oh, I got a think great question. It's okay, a great okay, question. Okay, okay, okay. I would assume it's nowhere you can go. You could be like the planet Quiche. Gotta be like, yeah. Or like Hoth. I'd be like, all right. You're like Alderaan. Never mind. No <laughs> shit. Oh. Uh, I I would think. Let me think on that. One fictional place from movie. I would say probably Caligula's palace from the movie Caligula. That is a reference that just went right over my head. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. It's it's widely regarded as one of the worst movies ever made, but it has uh, Andy McDowell playing... Um, I'm sorry, Roddy McDowell. I was about to say Andy McDowell. No, but... wait, wait. Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Mac McDowell. Malcolm McDowell playing the, the Emperor Caligula who basically... Fucked and sucked his way into uh, uh, debt for the Roman society, but basically his palace was was one big like Greco Roman orgy. So you could do worse. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. That was a reference that went way over my head. I have no idea. I mean, hey, it's a good poll, though. You, you backed it up. It, with it, was a, it was a movie that was uh, shot, and then I think uh, either Penthouse or Hustler got involved and basically said, we'll give you the money to release this, but you got to include a bunch of like graphic... Uh, sex scenes. It's like always sunny, like, and we're talking full penetration. Oh, literally <laughs> like talking full sunny. penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, well, I didn't know so, that. So, so it's so it's Malcolm McDowell acting his ass off, inter intercut by like, you know, full on anal, and you're just like, okay, cool. I wow. mean, yeah, that's where you would want to go, really. Okay. I mean, you could do worse than like Roman orgy at the height of the Roman Empire. <laughs> it's like smash cut to you. Be, be butt fucked and you're like this is not how I do <laughs> or who knows you might dig it I don't, I don't know whatever when in Rome when in Rome uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really funny uh, you're, welcome. you're welcome I mean I'm surprised you missed a really easy answer there's a layup in there what is it I would say the layup would be Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory man but see, I would be one of those stupid kids that gets just that gets No, I, I would go now with it. I'd be like, Willy Wonka, you pimping out here, bro. Like, this is a gangster. <laughs> this is some this is the coolest shit ever. Like you got little fucking Oompa Loompas, like you don't pay them motherfuckers nothing. Your overhead's low, it's all profit. Like cut No, no, no. I know we both not talking about slavery <laughs> here. Right. 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 That, if there are any government agencies that might be listening in. Yeah. But seriously, how do you not pay these? Yeah, guys? But seriously, how do you not pay? Yeah. Um, that or honestly if I was still drinking I'd want to go to Beer Fest in the movie Beer Fest be cool. I would have a fucking great time like I could just imagine like the team would be like me Rob Bob Cubs Mike Wins and I don't know Glenn oh Glenn yeah yeah Glenn put it not that we're calling people out this is out of respect Mike. yeah it's out of I'm just saying that's a good team that's a good squad right there yeah. it's like the Avengers or of probably drinking. or Ben Hoven yeah Ben Hoves yeah that would have been a blast man um yeah, those, those would be mine too, man. Willy Wonka or Beer Fest. Yeah. And there's a final question here. I can't read it. It's illegible, so I'm going to pass it to you. You have the glasses. I think it's something about a soundtrack. Oh, this is from... Uh, this is... So this is from Not A Real Person at notarealaddress.com. What... Why is Highlander... The greatest movie soundtrack of all time. Now, Marcus, I'm going to tell you some things. Okay, break it down for me, son. Take I'm going to break it down for you. Take me there, son. First of all, it's written by the incomparable, the unequivocal, the immaculate queen. Who's, Freddie Mercury who's, is probably one of the greatest lyricists, lead singers, songwriters of all time. I think he's an amazing frontman. Which, by the way, they're... Their guitarist just received knighthood. Brian May. Yeah, just received yeah. knighthood. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Was also, uh, I don't know if you know this, a literal rocket scientist. I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. They dude's wicked smart. Wicked smart. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Highlander is literally the best soundtrack ever written because A, it's a banger. B, it's attached to the movie that won Greatest Movie of All Time. C, I mean, that's documented that it won that see like visually and like you could separate the movie from the soundtrack like the soundtrack in and of itself is a banger but when you put the the needle drops into the movie they fit so well yeah it's i mean it's locked in it's a fucking one greatest soundtrack of all time as well 
That's an actual award that was given out. Oh yeah, yeah several yeah. years ago. Yeah, I was yeah. there. I witnessed. Quincy it. Jones came out of retirement to give them. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was Don Cornelius, <laughs> Quincy Jones, Pac Rick Rubin, yeah, Rick Rubin. <laughs> I think Tupac was there. I'm not a sure. Hologram Tupac showed up. <laughs> they awarded it. <laughs> the only other thing I know that's not the question because the only one that might come close and it's just because it literally pulls all classics. And I'm, when I mean classics, I mean the definitive word. It's like Fantasia. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, like the yeah, only yeah. one that you're like, well, yeah, it's literal classics of like Beethoven's like, dum, 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 dum. They just animated classical music that you've heard in your life. Sure, 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 sure. So. I mean, that's that's pretty hard one to beat. Uh, but it's Dewey Cox. Oh, just in Walk terms of originality. Yeah, dude. That's I mean, The music is so good in that. It's it's that movie is is such a good parody of of every musical <laughs> biopic that it almost kind of supersedes it and becomes awesome in its own right. Yeah, it really does. The music works so well, and it's such nonsense. He says, "Mailboxes drip like lamppost in the twisted birth canal in the Coliseum." <laughs> in my mind, you're blowing me. Some, Some kisses. kisses. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, where the royal jelly gets made. It's fucking brilliant. It's not fun. Anyways, I'm just going to start quoting Dewey Cox <laughs> right. at this point. Some um, people would say that your music is derivative of Bob Dylan. Well, I think, what if Bob Dylan's music is derivative of Dewey Cox? What do you think about that? How come nobody's out here asking Bob Dylan? How come his music sounds so much like the newest Dewey Cox? Huh? <laughs> he said, I think the Maharishi might need Dewey Cox. And I think, what do you say? India might need Dewey Cox. And I think Dewey Cox might need India. <laughs> And he never paid for drugs. Not even once. Not Anyways, once. before we just sit here and keep going, um, <laughs> that is our viewer mailbag. I hope all of your romantic queries have been answered uh, thoroughly. And whatever we have said here is definitive. It is in the books. We have done the research That's right. in the field. That's right. We do this so y'all don't have to. That's right. Um, just tune in next episode. We're going to, I don't know what we're going to hit you with. Maybe some deep dives. We'll get there. We uh, play it nice and breezy, nice and loose around here. But um, until that time, you got anything else you want to talk to the fine people about, my friend? Uh, other than that, I just want to say shout out to Uncle Bob, the, yes. the great music man. Yes, sir. We will miss you, sir. Moment of silence. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We love you. Um, On that note, go watch a movie. And talk about it with somebody that you love. Deuces.